0: Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. Here with Damon and Matt, I'm Jennifer Perry, and we'd love to hear from you here on Success in the New Retirement. If you have an email question for the guys, we'd love to address that on a future episode. Find us online, drop us your message there at successinthenewretirement.com. That's successinthenewretirement.com. So guys, we've talked here on the podcast before about one of the key chapters in your book, Success in the New Retirement, chapter nine, which covers stage of life investing. And if you missed those three main stages of life that uh, we talked about, you can refer back to our earlier episodes for that. We talked about accumulation, preservation, distribution all very different stages for investors but why is it so important to kind of understand what kind of timeline you're on and and how to approach investing at each of these stages of life I think
1: that it's important because we, at the different stages of life that we're in, we have to be doing different things. And as we focus on retirement and really the preservation stage and then moving into the distribution phase, how much risk you're taking, when you're going to take those dollars, how much tax is going to come out of those things, all affect the bottom line. And that's how much is going to make it into my pocket. How much am I going to have every month to live on and how long is it going to last? Mm -hmm. Because none of us want to go back to work at 80 years old and we don't want to go live with the kids. We want our freedom. We want to be able to do what we want to do um, with our health and with our finances and everything else. And so it takes understanding where we're at and that takes perspective. And sometimes, you know, not sometimes, always one of the the things that Matt and I are doing is helping people have that perspective because this is what we do every day all day is look at that. And we look at all the statistics and we geek out on it and say, (laughs) what is it that we need to understand and help our clients understand so that they can sleep at night knowing that they're on the right track and and have been doing the right things
2: but at the end of the day everybody knows that you're supposed to invest differently as you get older, again, right. we could go out and find a public place and do you know a poll and interview and say, hey, should a twenty-year-old invest like a yeah, sixty-year-old? Jailwalking, right? And, yeah, <laughs> and, and everybody would know. Oh, yeah, a twenty-year-old can be more <laughs> aggressive than the sixty-year-old. Mm-hmm. Well, in reality, people walk into our office every single day and they're still invested like they're a twenty-year-old. <laughs> yeah, and so is it's, that a surprise to them? Yeah, I think in some cases, but I think in some cases people are like, well, I just didn't know what to do, and this is what I've been doing for thirty years, and mm-hmm. so I stuck with it. We. You know, humans, yeah. we go to the path of least resistance <laughs> yes. So, and we're creatures of habit. And so, you know, oftentimes we know inherently we should be doing something and yet we just continue to do what we've always done because that's the habit, that's the easy path. And yeah. so, you know, it's important to address that before you know you get you know you get into a situation where you know you see a market drop and it reverses your plan or delays your ability to retire.
0: Yeah, guys, I think all of us wish we had that easy button. I think that's a Staples commercial where you just hit the red <laughs> button and uh, you know yeah. everything's just planned for you. But when we're actually setting up our four hundred one k's, typically with a new employer, that kind of thing, a lot of times there is this so called easy option. Within those workplace accounts. And supposedly, target date funds are supposed to help you with this stage of life investing. But uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on that in just a moment here. But CNBC Sharon Epperson discussed recently, how you can end up maybe in these target date funds without even knowing it. People don't realize
1: that they may be in that even if they haven't chosen to be in that because a lot of companies now, the default option on the 401k program is to put you in a target date fund. You just kind of say when you wanna retire and that's the fund that's gonna put you in. So that's why we've seen the assets in target date funds balloon in the last 10 years from a little over $100 billion to over $700 billion.
0: So, guys, it seems like a lot of people trying to take that easy option or they're just put there because they didn't know what to choose, right?
2: Well, so, again, target date fund, you know, we've all seen them. If you look at your 401k, that's that retirement date fund or that target date fund that always has that year at the end of the fund name. It's like the 2020 fund or the 2025 and it's supposed to be the easy option, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, it's supposed to be the default option that companies are using. And so here's a little bit of history on that so you can understand why it's there. Number one, the government got involved with some legislation in 2006 and said, okay, everybody, if you start adding these target date funds as an investment option inside of a 401k, and it is the default option, meaning if the person, the employee, doesn't go in and pick their own investments, it will automatically get picked for them. If you do that, your employees can no longer sue you oh, for bad investments. Oh, okay, hmm.
0: this so, makes sense now, Matt. So, hmm.
2: so companies are like, "Oh, sweet! I'm going to get a, get out of jail free. You, you know, here you go, and <laughs> we're gonna boom. All right, I got that. we we've, we've added those retirement funds. We're now protected." okay now the other thing you got to realize is for the most part when the government gets involved and creates legislation to try to automate something they're trying to fix a problem so the problem that they were trying to fix was we have people that are too aggressive inside their retirement accounts or making big mistakes so uh-huh. let's give them those target date funds to try to put this on an autopilot well you know in my opinion what also happens when the government gets in and starts <laughs> legislating a bunch of stuff there's a lot of times when they try to make it easier, it doesn't make it better. Right. right? Well, and, yeah. and
1: business comes in and says, this is a great opportunity. The government's passed a law. Now we all need to have target date funds.
2: Yeah. So, hey, well, let's create a target date fund because like the clip said, it went from $100 billion to $700 billion. Well, if we can capture a bunch of those assets, we're going to be more profitable. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the negatives to a lot of target date funds is number one they're fairly expensive. So of the investment options inside of your 401k, the target date funds, the default option is often one of the most expensive options inside of your 401k.
0: Ah, interesting. Which which means you're
2: giving away more in fees to have this automated option. The other thing, and I think this is the big problem, is I think target date funds are totally misunderstood and people believe that this fund is going to automatically do all the work and reduce their risk. And so when they say, oh, my retirement day is 2025, they've done polls and studies and asked people, you know, what does that mean? Most people believe that that means that their portfolio is going to be very risk adverse by that time so they couldn't lose a big chunk of their nest egg. And that's not the facts. Damon and I wrote an article and we talked and we looked at what the target date funds did in 2008.
0: Yeah, this was interesting. You did this for Mm -hmm. cnnmoney.com a few years ago, guys, and the stats are actually kind of shocking what happened to people in the last financial crisis.
2: Yeah, so we said, okay, let's say someone picked the 2010 fund. That means they were planning on being retired in 2010. And about a year before they retired, we had the financial crisis and the market crashed in 2008 and 2009. And so we said, okay, these are people that literally are on retirement's doorstep. How did those target date funds do? And what we found is the best one lost 9%, the worst one lost 42%, and mm. on average, those target date funds lost 24%. Oof! Man. Okay, so this is the easy <clears throat> way, right? This is the automated thing, and yet you would have saw your nest egg drop almost 25% literally months before you were planning on retiring. So
0: somebody had a million yep. dollar portfolio that was now 750,000 and it might change your thinking about retirement. Right. I, I'm sure it did right. for a lot of people.
2: Right. How many of those people said, well, I guess I'm not retiring and they stuck around mm-hmm. and they worked for two or three or four or five more years mm-hmm. trying to build that back up and waiting for the market to recover.
1: Yeah. And so, well, these are professionally managed funds, but you know, conservative is in the eye of the beholder, right? This particular fund manager, you know, the one that lost 42%, his idea of what that should be was a lot different than the one that lost 9%. Right? Yeah. And so but do you know what that fund manager believes and what his philosophy is? Have you read the prospectus front to back? No um, way. No one has. Nobody does. And and so it is very misleading. Um, you know, I actually had uh, someone I met with earlier this year in January who'd come in and they just were boggled because they're like, look, I stuck this in. I've, I've always been really conservative and I stuck my 401k in the 2020 fund and they had come off of, you know, the October to December 24th you know downturn in their portfolio the market lost 19 percent and their 2020 fund was down 11 oh so and you know and they're like i don't i don't understand what's going on and and you know we just handed him that article and he came back and he said okay i'm ready to understand better my finances and take more control and and rather than you know take the easy way out and and you know, can you blame people? You know, they we're all busy yeah. and they're in the 401k plans and yet we choose them because we just don't know what to do. But there is, you know, and that's one of the hopes right, of this podcast. The, that's
2: is, the that's the thing is, what is the alternative, right? You have this automated easy option. Yeah. That may not do a really good job of what you're trying to accomplish, but then what's the alternative? You then have to go and figure out which investments in the 401k you're going to pick and you're going to create your portfolio and you're going to do the research and you're going to read all the prospectuses of the (laughs) other funds. Most people look at that and say, heck no, I don't want to do that either.
0: Right. I have a full-time job myself. Come on.
2: (laughs) Right. And so again, that's where Damon and I can come in and help clients do that. But at the end of the day, it does pay to take that time to either find someone that can do that for you or do it yourself because, you know, again, you have to realize that this is a big factor that's going to allow and determine what your retirement looks like over the next 20, 30 years. So is it worth spending a little bit of time either in front of a financial advisor or at your own kitchen table, figuring some of this stuff out so that it benefits you for the next 20, 30 years. Yeah. I think that's worth the time. Mm-hmm. And if it's daunting and scaring you, like this is not what I do, then find someone that can help you do it. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, then take the time to figure that out. Don't just pick those default options and expect them to just solve all your problems because they're proven to not do that. And again, you have to realize what the history of those target aid funds is and realize that they're offered by your employer at a cost to get them from allowing you to sue them for investment advice. So it's not like this is just, hey, this is a great option from your employer and they're, they're treating their employees so well. The ulterior motive is that they put it in place so that they're protected.
0: Yeah. So if you have that understanding, you can kind of go in with eyes wide open, guys, when it comes to some of these 401k choices. But this is the easy option for a lot of you. And we know a lot of people apparently have their savings in those target date funds. So if you'd like to read more about this, you can always get chapter nine of Success in the New Retirement on our website at successinthenewretirement.com. Check out more about target date funds there. But guys, it always goes back here on the show, it seems to Having a good plan, and that includes a good plan at each of these different stages, and having your own stage of life investing plan, not letting your 401k do that for you.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's like Matt was saying, it's worth taking the time to, if you're a do it or to come up with a plan or to sit down with someone who understands what you don't know to look at right? And, and that's a lot of, we, we, meet with some very intelligent people that are engineers and doctors and things like that. And, and they'll come in and some of the questions that we'll ask them, they're like, Oh, I, I guess I just never thought to think about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like I wouldn't think to ask a, you know, a medical question that, you know, is totally relevant. It, it's about understanding all the different pieces and a good retirement plan has to encompass, you know, when and how are you going to take social security? Cause that's a big piece of the puzzle. And then how are you going to invest for the remaining years that you're you're working how are you going to take advantage uh, and become tax efficient uh, with the current laws? Because right now, folks, there's a a lot of opportunities to become tax efficient. Opportunities we haven't seen in years and years and years because of how low our taxes are. And yet we have a coming, what Matt and I think is a coming tax problem because our national debt's so high that it continues to rise and taxes likely are going to go up. And so there's opportunities to become tax efficient. The marketplace has created pension replacements. And you know about those and how do they work? Because most people now don't have pensions. And so how do you create a plan that is tax efficient, that's going to grow, that's going to allow you to be income efficient and take the income that you want to and have it last? And you know, how do you plan on how long you're going to live and inflation? And there's just lots and lots of variables But it is doable and the plan can be fun and it can be liberating in that it gives people the ability to stick to it and to say, "Okay, we're on the plan and we can retire. And in most cases, people that come in that have fear about it actually leave pretty happy in knowing that, "Okay, this is what we need to do. Instead of having this unknown out there as to can I really retire, they can leave saying, yeah, this is doable and I'm excited about it.
0: You can find Damon and Matt's book, Success in the New Retirement, on Amazon.com or get a free chapter now at successinthenewretirement.com.